0: Hi, and welcome to the 71st uh, podcast episode of Keen Minds. We're covering NBC's The Blacklist, Season 6, Episode 5, Alter Ego. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle, And I'm Tessa. How did you like it? I loved it. Um, Had a little bit of uh, miscommunication with my brain uh, the first round through, where I thought that... uh, Red was aware that Tim was uh, his buddy's heir and was using a emotionally vulnerable man uh, to manipulate him to his own gain. But then a friend pointed out this morning before I got to do my rewatch that Red was not aware of that information when Dembe actually approached him. So that was Dembe's choice. And I felt a lot less angry because <laughs> I had some really fresh anger towards Red on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was, doesn't take much, though, lately. It doesn't. But, I mean... Ever since
0: 508, Red has been on our watch list. It's <laughs> a It's... All of season five was... I, I don't know. It Just, like, the, the imposter theory, all of that has just been troublesome for me. I just... Well, I don't be... I
1: Okay. I do believe he's, a, he's an imposter in the sense of an imposter is somebody using a name not his own, which the show already tells us because that's how they describe Tonkin. I think we've said this before on the podcast.
0: We have an echo going ourselves <laughs> Yeah. well
1: it's what happening with the show there's the same stories over and over so you kind of run out of things to say because you already said them once so you're gonna keep saying them but they're gonna sound the same
0: but anyway a- after my rewatch and going oh i was getting my timelines mixed up then i very much enjoyed it i loved yeah. the blacklister i thought it was a really interesting concept Uh, definitely fits in with the identity theme that we've got going and have had going for the entire show. Mm -hmm. It just, it was really nice. And so, um, can I I say that it's the, the situation with
1: red and the young kid was similar to me to the NSA agent that he rescues in the courier and he exchanges Mm -hmm. his one favor, you know, it wasn't like an ongoing, give me whatever information you want. Was it like
0: poor Nick? Poor Nick Corpol that you know yeah, took money well, Nick, one time. <laughs> Nick,
1: uh, Nick had elastic
0: morals, and uh, and
1: once I uh, Todd told him don't take that money. He did. It was in his own peril; otherwise, he would not have been in that situation. Yep. Um, but but it was like uh, that the situation with the NSA kid um, and Seth that that gave him the one favor to find the um, fucking murder. And I realized that sounds very weird, but that's the name of the guy, Falking.
0: It's <laughs> so, just like, wait. <laughs> yeah, it
1: sounds. I was, I was saying, it's like, oh my God. That, and then I realized that's probably why they put it in there. They don't know how to call the murder. So they needed a murder and they just call it the <laughs> Victor
0: Falking Murder. Was it Falking? Was that? Falking, yes. Okay. Victor fucking Just sounds- <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a lovely
1: sense of humor. I love those little things. Anyway, they have. It's the same as they had the Campolongo incident. and Campolongo was one of the writers, and I guess he was supposed to set up an incident and it became the Campolongo incident. Um, I love those little, you know. Oh, I
0: would, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the writer's room. Would love to. I'm sure some of the most entertaining conversations happen in there mm-hmm uh, so do you want to s- can we talk about first wrestler okay we want to start in on wrestler. i sure. want to start
1: on wrestler because i thought that there was such a wealth of things on wrestler in that in that
0: thing i agree yeah. i i loved wrestler in this one um i loved i i'm not a keenly shipper i never have been um i i've Dabbled with the idea that maybe he was interested in her at certain points during the show. not not sure if that was the case or not at this point. But regardless, I personally have never shipped it. Um, but I have always very, very much enjoyed their partnership and their friendship. And I've really missed it um because we haven't really seen her her world that she's been so sucked into has kind of left him on the outskirts even though he's still working within it. It's just kind of been bizarre. She's uh she she's kind of been out on her own especially since Tom died and she's been going after the the bones and I feel like Liz to a degree Just there but not there. Yeah, I mean because she made the comment to to Jennifer at one point she said everybody that sought these out has died. And so, I mean, if you think about it, there's a good chance she's trying to protect her team, at least to a degree. Part of it's that she has stress issues, which who would blame her? I mean, <laughs> Plus she's been always hurt. been a
1: dark character, something yeah. that most of the keen fans have been uh, aware of,
0: mm-hmm. you know, always. But um, but it was it's been good this season, and this this episode was. Exceptional for it, with them just working together very well. I thought it was a good balance between it, because he was also working with Samar. And we just, we saw them all sort of work around, you know, work together and as a unit, which is Mm -hmm. how it would work. I mean, and so that was, that was nice. And then you, (laughs) I loved his little, I would never lie about who I am. (laughs) Like, we all know who you are, Russ, but... uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but... yeah well I thought that it was it was lovely the fact that they introduced uh first we're getting so many things parallels back and in a way that's one of my little pet peeves with this is starting to feel like season five with lots and lots and lots of parallels but very little meat mm-hmm. in here um it's starting to get me a little on my nerves like you cannot do this. For 20 episodes and then spring everything in episode 22.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice. That's been my complaint this season. That mm-hmm. they feel like very well done fillers. I mean, which is great for season four, maybe even season five. You know, as long as there's interesting stuff happening. Because they've been interesting episodes. Oh yeah, very well done. But they I'm- just. You there know been what? very, very small movements. Not a lot of information gained and very, very this tiny movements forward. This to with Jennifer. They were, they were supposed to have put
1: Red in jail in order to investigate him. But if Liz is investigating,
0: I have no idea what it's, she's doing. It's all being done off camera, which I disagree with. I mean. Yeah. It's like the same. Okay, I got it. She found Dover on her own
1: because I probably saved six episodes of it. I get it. But if you're going to do the entire investigation off-camera and just start presenting things, it just starts to feel weird. And then we get to wrestler. First, wrestler goes like, it's not like a broken record, like, yeah, they're in the service of Reddington, yada, yada, yada. Every episode we get this little, like, thing about him. So I imagine that this is going somewhere with it, that at the end of the season, either wrestler would be like, I'm done with this. Or he'd be the one given the tip on, on the next tip on Red into a turn. I think that they're going somewhere with this because every episode, Wrestler is complaining about working with mm-hmm. with Red. Uh, and now we know Wrestler lost the squeaky clean feel. Uh, now he is like a no poo instead of the full shampoo, um, even though his hair is still unmovable. But, you know, there is nothing squeaky clean about him. He has tasted the dark side, he carried bodies. Uh, that somebody was cleaning um, and did everything that the cleaner told him to do. I... And then Red killed the cleaner and he just said, yeah, sure, I'm bothered by it, but here's a letter.
0: I actually think that he had a lot of an issue with with Red taking that into his own hands. I I mean, that opened it up so that he couldn't turn himself in for it, and which would have absolved it at least some of his guilt over the whole situation. And I I think that that's a very complicated situation with how he handles, yeah. how he reacts with Reddington because he made the comment at the time, he's like, okay, so now I've just basically exchanged one master for another, and Red's like, mm-hmm. I would never do that to you. Yeah. And I think that that does, just because Red wouldn't do it to him does not mean that wrestler doesn't feel like it's still an underlying sort of thing so he may feel that pressure still from that and it may also be it just be, doesn't
1: ring true anymore well, for me it
0: may also be that it's like he's come over this hurdle and he's refused he doesn't want to go back and so you know when people like mm. they, they go against their morals their But moral do you co- do you think that that is real Hang on. Let me let me finish here. Uh, you know, when people go against their moral code and then they feel even if nobody else knows that they have, they feel guilty. So they overcompensate. Uh, I mean, this could be an open overcompensation situation where, you know, all right, well, I'm, I'm done with that. It's done. And now I need to be I need to be even more of the perfect FBI agent. And I don't know maybe where they're going with it. But I, I think we're seeing signs that it's not Quite that way, because we saw in um, in the uh, pawnbrokers where he showed compassion to the to the uh, widower. Um, yeah, we, that was we the, talked about it in the mm-hmm, podcast. Yep. Um, so he showed compassion there. This episode, where I mean, he immediately goes, "I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to live a lie," which is something he's been doing, you know, that he did for over and a year. He went right ahead and did it. And I think that was him basically saying okay i was fooling myself i really do want to appear this way to my family i want them to think i'm okay i want them i want to present this version of myself i Mm. honestly i hope that they give him somebody like i just like gina
1: come on with an elevator scene that wasn't going right back to gina
0: i said uh, we we're joking before the podcast started before we started recording said gina's uh, gina's out of work with saint regis done or something you know saint regis is no more so gina's you know moonlighting this company and he, she ends up his his date
1: she took a vacation in
0: in in new york
1: and the weather was terrible or in washington she decided that instead she just take a light work you know like Hey, I'm just gonna temper a People aren't gonna of days.
0: shoot at her there, you know? I mean, they're not shooting at her, they're not st- trying to stab her, you know? N- nothing horrible's going on. She's just gonna go with some guy to his, you know, cousin's wedding. Holy crap, it's <laughs> Agent Donald Maybe right? she's a picture of
1: him and say, I remember this guy. We had so much fun in that elevator.
0: That almost <gasps> felt like foreplay. You think it was for her? I think yeah. Gina likes to be the the she rough one. She likes rough. Yeah, she likes to rough. mean, do you see how she treated Tom when uh, yeah. he went for her help? Slams yeah. him up against yeah. the wall. Yeah, that's just how yeah. Gina says hi. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's um, it's definitely. Um, I would love to see that, but I love the fact that we had that elevator scene. that was a parallel. Um, we then had um, the. What other parallel? Then there was more. Um remember that also that elevator scene with LeBron in the thrushes? There's this older Asian yeah, guy with there, the wasn't little really Asian a girls. there wasn't really no, a fight. There wasn't a fight. Oh though. yes, it was a fight. The two Asian the the two like they look like little kids, like really young women, and they kicked LeBron's
0: Ass. Yeah, you're right. Like, no, I'd forgotten. Yeah, about
1: that. it was. Like they had like a little umbrella, and they just, I, it, 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 just didn't last long. But it was also like this two really badass Asian women kicking this guy's ass, and they, and the, they had like two uh, bodyguards with him, and they just completely like took them out. It was awesome. So I love the fact that we're getting this, this, this backflashes to all these
0: scenes. There's a choreographer on that works for the Blacklist that loves close in spaces. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and they're awesome.
1: Um, what did you think about, about. Well, then I love the fact that Wrestler actually, you know, he's contemplating this and he himself goes to get and become a fantasy. And I love it. I mean, I'm going to tell you why. Because Wrestler has been the one continuously saying, I hate magic. I hate magic. I hate magicians and lab dogs. And I really hate lap, I hate dogs and bicycles. And so Raza was, I mean, we had a long list of things that we knew, right, hated, uh, that wrestler hated. And I think it's interesting that we are getting now wrestler going for his first taste of a charade. Of creating an impression of doing something that is not real, but it looks real.
0: Well, For, I, mean, I, I would, outside of work, outside of work, because he does, he's very good undercover. I mean, he, we, we've seen him, um, in season one, he had an undercover op, um, where he I, was... Yeah. I didn't think he was that good, but... Well, I mean, he's supposed to be portrayed as pretty good, um... I mean, but he's gone undercover as something other than a dirty cop before, and yeah,
1: but but not 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 that kind of situation which is personal. Well, and that's what I said it,
0: outside of work.
1: Yeah, so in in that sense, I think that it was it was excellent that they had that, and then you know he like Liz was teasing him, you know, like this is perfect because this woman is also a criminal, so it will give you like instant cred to go and you know to your cousin's wedding that hates cops and you know with this
0: um small-time criminal in new york it's still it's still legal in new york right pot selling pot uh, oh no no nope. dc no it's dc and which is it's legal there so she's good it's legal there yeah yeah and new york is not yeah i the, sometimes i forget that they're not supposed to be in new york i don't
1: know <laughs> it's um, really bad
0: And I love the fact that
1: there was another little thing about another throwback to early seasons when Liz is acknowledging his other, you know, little um, peccadillo with the drug addiction. He also says, you were amazing in there. And and then Ressa just makes fun, you know, makes fun and says, yes, I was. And then we repeated this in this episode, you know, like, we know you're amazing. And he says, yeah, yeah, I know. That's right. You know that I'm amazing. So, so we're getting all these things that are very subtly bringing back the early seasons. I found yeah. that very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed wrestler in this episode. It was uh, props to Diego. mmm so uh, any thoughts on Samar and Aram? Because they're, they're, their storylines were pretty well tied this episode. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know that I'm not a chipper. Um, and everything here was about chipping. So, you know, Samar. W- where are they going with this aphasia? I don't know. It's I
0: neither. honestly have no I idea. All I hope is that they do. That's, that's my one request. Um,
1: I, I mean, for me, they can just leave
0: it. And, and uh, I'm fine. I mean, they get along. She was a little bitch at the beginning. Well, I think she's under pressure with it and scared. But I think it's kind of silly to think that Dim Or the Dem- a- wow. That Aram... <laughs> Apparently, I have a different ship that I wasn't even aware of. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that Aram wouldn't pick up on anything about this. I mean, I guess it's possible. But I, I find it kind of funny. But... It was, I I thought it was cute. I I am a shipper, so I I thought it was cute that at the end she shared that with him. And I hope that means that eventually she's going to share the struggle itself with him, not Mm -hmm. just the the fix.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's, something is going on in there, so I don't know. But I wasn't, it wasn't that much. It was not not much about Cooper. But I have to say something about Cooper. Mm -hmm. Did you notice one more time that whenever it comes to a case that Wrestler and Liz and everybody's saying like, this is, means nothing. Let's go after what's important. And Cooper says, no, no, no. There's something that doesn't add up. He always works towards covering reds behind.
0: He's Well, he made the comment in this episode. He said, you know, and, and it was a very interesting comment, I thought. He said, if he gets out, we want him to be as strong as he can be or something like that. And I thought, well, where's the limit there, Cooper? Because, okay, you want him to be as strong as he can be. How far are you going to go for that? Because this man is a murderer, a gunrunner. I mean, he has done many, many bad things for his his empire that he's built. And things that they've seen, things that they have stood there and watched him do. And yeah. so, I, and I'm not, I mean, that's they knew what they were getting into when they made the deal with him. So I understand letting a lot of that slide. And I'm not opposed to it because otherwise you wouldn't have a story. But just the phrasing on that was interesting to me because it just, it came across, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't sure where the limit for that would be. And maybe well, Cooper doesn't know.
1: Well, and that goes back again to a phrase wrestler used in The Deer Hunter when he told Liz, it's, like, it's a matter of numbers.
0: I you know love It's never that going that to be
1: okay. But it's a matter of numbers, and that's exact exact same thing that Cooper said. How many people have we saved? Good people, honest people that are not criminals. Have we saved with Red's help? So he has killed a few criminals. You know, it, it's it's again is a matter of numbers if if red were not doing these things um, what would happen to these people they would be tried they would probably be found guilty and they would be stuck in a prison and all that so it's a, it's a taking the vigilante thing and it's it, and it's an age old diatribe where is a limit and where mm-hmm. is right and wrong and i'm very i finding it very interesting that at every turn Like Cooper did the same thing, for example, when Red was trying to keep Carla Reddington away from the task force, and they gave them the Linus Creel case, and Cooper is like, well, first let's take care of this, and then we'll go for the wife. You know, by then he will have spirited her away, and we will not find her. But the same thing happened here. We need to find this guy, we need to do this and that's Red's agenda so when the things get tough Cooper will always try to help Red with his agenda and I thought that was interesting
0: yeah do you want to talk about the Blacklister? the the company? well it's interesting because the company itself wasn't, I mean while it was named after Alter Ego they weren't they were Definitely more in the gray than in the black. There, I mean, it was actors. They totally white. Okay, I wouldn't call them totally white. <laughs> That's Kill some really morally snow. sketchy stuff. <laughs> it's perfectly legal. Legal, sure. Morally sketchy, though. Definitely morally sketchy. And it depends on how far they go. Because I was, I found myself wondering this while I was watching. How how deep do they go? Because de- quote unquote diatribe, D- diatribe. Was that her? Dietre, uh, I, don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what her her name was supposed to be, like the, the real name. Um, but Dietre's, uh driver's license only been, went back 12 months. So was that something that Alter Ego provided her with? Is that, you know, if they do, then that's a fake ID. That is illegal. And so that that was my question, is how deep does this go? The chick that is going to Wrestler's... Uh, wrestler's... Um, cousin's, cousin's wedding? wedding you know is if someone asks her for an id or is she gonna hand them a fake id is you know if they're flying is she gonna fly under a pa- fake passport by the way
1: your your um spec thing spot on i thought so much about <laughs> it in this episode especially as we walk and we see all these yeah people. i'm
0: hoping that it'll be okay for what i'm using it for <laughs> yeah it, I, I think I it, was it was different enough it was yeah. different enough I I
1: found what, you know Beats. one of the things that I'm that I'm getting like and I'm and I'm coming down about being so upset about the lack of mythology because once they had the alter ego and the number they put them in 131 I'm like yes thank you very much I know that my working in cracking the number code is spot on and it's going to take a long time because it's a very tough thing to, to crack, but I know that I'm doing it the
0: right thing. Well, um, I mean, I, I, oh, sorry. No, oh. you have something because no. Oh, I thought you were still going. Uh, oh, I am. Oh, then go,
1: go. Oh, okay. So one of the most interesting things about that, I was so excited because what they were providing essentially was a covert agent. Hmm. And, and so there you have this covert, it's basically an agency, like the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency, providing... Or, or St. Regis. Yes, providing covert operatives uh, or actors to perform a part with the object of something, of gaining something or preventing something or doing whatever it is. Um, the only thing is this is openly done and the other ones is not openly done. But the the essential thing, it was e- exactly the same. And we have had in every season, we have had a story that involves covert operatives. In season four, it was Ilya Surkov with a covert agent that then gets completely... Uh, um, giving a burn notice and his existence is denied, and then the, all the other agents that think they're working for him. Then we had Tom with St. Regis and Gina. Um, we had now Katerina Rostova being a covert agent, and now we know that whoever Red is, Red is not his name. So I thought it was very interesting that this story takes that. And then we have so many parallels that takes us right back to that. Um you got this guy who grew up with knowing th- Tim he didn't know who his father was um or his mother
0: because he, his, the the fake sister was found when Dietro encouraged him to look for a birth certificate and that's what led them to what may or may not have been his mother but it was a an alias yeah it was a cover to, yeah. to, to
1: introduce a fake sibling, like Christopher, um, makes me wonder about wa- Jennifer. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I'll go there. Uh, that, you know, a fake sibling that, uh, sounded a lot like, like, uh, Christopher Malley, who was playing the part of Craig T- uh, Craig King. And then also brings me back to how on earth did Konstantin Rostov went to Scotty Hargrave and hire her? unless he knew her as the fake sister of Katerina or whatever it was, but something in there is also going there. Um, We had, um, we had um, a shoe story. They met because her shoe got stuck. That's how she got into meeting him
0: in a bowling alley. Um, I never and, really understood what that was supposed to mean. Like, where was her shoe stuck?
1: I don't know. Somewhere in, in the thing.
0: She, and then he how came you, and, How do you get your shoe stuck there? I mean, it just... It didn't make sense to me. I guess that's the best she could have come up with to...
1: So I mean, be the damsel in distress. And then I, they, got, they met and all that. But this is... We had a Tom story with the brown shoes. And we also have continuous images of red brown shoes so this is we're getting like all our parallels are beginning to converge and each parallel is not coming from one location as he did in season five but from two or three locations at once so now they're you're like the parallels are getting are converging in a way um, we have a, a the fakes he was raising foster care just like Tom uh, he grew up not having any idea who he was, desperate for a family, and there is Liz who's also, she's talking about Red, and I think in a way she has to be talking a bit about Tom, you know, like, there's there's things that came and you're desperate to believe it, in the case of Red, and I think in mm-hmm. the case of, of uh, and Janet did the same thing with, with, with Aram, mm-hmm. in the case of Tom and the case of Red, I think that there is a real emotion in there, that happen when you stay too long on the job and I happen to think that Scotty Hargrave is the same thing
0: with Howard. I agree. One hundred percent agree with that. Um I faking
1: somebody beaten, I mean that came down to right to to sudden Ross.
0: Oh my gosh, that's all I could think of. Yep. I was like this is <laughs> the one par- more time, gotta be harder. The the parallel is strong with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: that's i mean it was a, a cre- the one thing that that impresses me about this the most is the parallel to Katerina pregnant because remember how red described Katerina? she made you the agb trained her to create f- things that people would believe so she would she was an expert in creating a fantasy that people would believe and then you have a woman using a real baby to create a fantasy that he could believe and then kill him. The child would be then. And then we have Katarina being pregnant, not being too happy about it. But then at the end, Liz becomes sort of a prop. She lives with, 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 with uh, Kate, but it's all and, and Constantine thinks it's all real. So the, the whole thing is started to come to me together like this is really interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, lots of parallels going on here. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked it. I I thought that that, uh, I mean, and identity has always been a very deeply woven theme in this show. I mean, Mm -hmm. Ryan has a phenomenal interview. I think it was with a... Station in Mexico City or something like that. Um, but he he gave it several years ago about and talking about t- Tom and everything. And he was talking about identity, and it's one of my favorite interviews he's ever done. And just how how deeply woven it is. And I I we've really seen it here in season six. It's really you know it's it's mm-hmm. family all, all of the themes are coming to head you know family yeah. is family enough is being blood you know wh- what do we overlook for that what do you know what when, do we when the fantasy went real yeah because at one point fantasy and reality
1: start to come together and you start mm-hmm. losing and you remember those ads that comes to a point where mm-hmm. you don't know who you are yep. you don't know if the if the, re, if the, the dream is real the Mustang more ads real?
0: i miss yep. it. I miss them driving Mustangs everywhere. Oh, um, no. I think of But it. I noticed one thing about... and Can we
1: get into Liz?
0: Mm-hmm. And to Liz and, and Ren? Oh, I think they're definitely woven together. So let's... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, this episode, not that much. But I found one thing interesting with Liz. And I, I was waiting for this to happen. And it's happened so gradually that I almost missed But the point. It's hard to pinpoint when it happened. But if you notice, this was an ideal episode for Liz to mention Tom. She didn't. She didn't mention Agnes. I, you know, the when Red said that he had, that he should have raised Liz, you always wonder why didn't he? And I think that what we're seeing now is why didn't he? she started as a revenge. She started giving Agnes away because she felt unable to be a parent, consumed with rage, afraid for her safety, gives Agnes away and then goes into a revenge and then goes to heal. Then it turns out that she realizes it's a revenge. She starts going at it and going at it and then realizes it's red. And by now it's not anymore about Garvey. Now it's about who red is.
0: And, she's getting so involved red hasn't asked that's another thing is that i was really expecting him to ask about agnes and when agnes was coming home and all of this he hasn't even broached the subject at least not on screen and i would think that would be a a very important conversation between them but Mm -hmm. he hasn't said garvey's dead you you found your revenge you know whether you you know and and then you went
1: into the into the the skeleton Mm -hmm. It seems like that what
0: we are seeing
1: with Liz and Agnes and Tom is that it started because she was heartbroken about Tom. She was worried about not being a good parent to Agnes. By now, I think that honestly for Liz, Tom has become an, an idea, but not a good one. And Agnes is a distant memory. It's this is now all about
0: revenge and finding the truth. Well, it's an I, obsessive. I think that Tom was a balance for her. He helped keep her grounded. He helped bring her back around. He right. was, uh, yeah, he he was the the light in her darkness, and she was the light in his. And so they they helped balance each other that way. And without him, I, I think I think you're right in a way that. Looking at him and thinking about him and, and dwelling on him, one, she's going to be sad because she misses him. And two, thinking about what would Tom say if he were standing here and I'm doing this, I've sent our child away, I'm letting this overtake me. It, he would say, chill out, we're moving to the Midwest. <laughs> you know, let's go, we're running. Let's Austin. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Boston, we're going to the Midwest, we're going to Cuba, like, we're just, we're running, come on, like, we are yeah. not doing this, which is exactly, yeah, I mean, he was much more of a, let's get out of here, than, and Liz is much more, I'm in the bulldozer, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, they're different personality types, and I think that if she thought too long, if, if she let Tom's go stand with her, and continues standing with her that she would be torn. Uh, even at least at moments, she would be torn by this. Mm-hmm. And if she if she let herself, and then she might second-guess herself. And she's already second-guessing herself with Red. But I think that that's just another level of it that she doesn't feel like she can have. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, that's... It's
1: definitely, it's definitely, we're seeing a parallel to Red. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. this is red in, in, in oh. the aftermath of, of that fire.
0: I Every time someone said, I don't understand why they killed Tom, I said, I understand why they did it. I don't like the idea of Liz not having a happy ending. If they bring him back in like the last episode and they get to have their, their life together, I will be okay. Even if Ryan's only there for five minutes, I will be okay as long as it's reasonable and I can wrap my head around it my biggest issue with that is the fact that our leading lady has been so badly screwed over. And if it's a forever sort of thing, but I understand fully why they needed to kill Tom. I just thought it should have been a fake death. That's, that's, that's been my issue with it is that it should have been a fake death and it may, may still be, who knows? Um, but regardless, they had to, set her on the path in, in my personal opinion they're setting her on the path that red was on and so they're going to send them barreling down the same path red's you know 30 years before and liz is now and they're going to come to head at some point and liz is going to have to make the decision am i going to be raymond reddington or am i going to take a better path and right mm. now she's following red's path she's she's becoming what she hates And she's already started building her own team with with Sharon Fulton, Dr. Sharon Fulton, the psychiatrist. She's sent her child away. Everything is dark and dangerous. She's been pushing people away. She's been alone and barreling forward. She basically compromised the task force to send Rhett to jail Mm -hmm. without even half thinking what she was doing. Yeah, I mean, and she seems to really be afterwards going... I didn't think he was going to get the death penalty and it's bothering her a lot now. And so I I think that the point will be, I hope, I certainly hope, that she's going to reach a point in which she finds herself at a crossroads and says, am I Elizabeth Keene? Am I the woman that I choose to be, not Masha Rostova, Elizabeth Keene? Or do I become like the man that has just shattered my life? Do I become like Raymond Reddington? Whether it's, you know, whether he's her father or not, really doesn't matter at that. She needs to make a choice on if she's going to become him or choose choose herself. And she made that comment to to Kirk in season four. She said, no, I chose me. And mm-hmm. i I am looking forward to the day and I'm desperate for the day where Liz chooses herself because she's not right now. She's choosing everything dark and dangerous.
1: Well, I, I think that, that the thing that Liz cannot choose herself until Liz knows who she is.
0: That's that's a fair statement, yes.
1: And I think that Liz got so discombobulated and messed up when first she was I think that she was leaving I on you know my theory, I and it makes a perfect sense. That Liz was living among three households, calling three men father, um, being used to being Masha and Elizabeth and speaking Russian and English. And then she was sent away. She ended up shooting one of the parents. Um, Then she's sent away from her mother and father. Her memory is erased and she doesn't remember anything about them. It it's
0: it it has to wonder like she, where did I, where did I get these things? She also, not only does she, it's not that she doesn't remember anything about them because she has regained some of her memories, but all she has is these terrible memories, and just like maybe splotches like the the vague moment that she had uh, in her memory of Katarina at the summer palace. She doesn't like, but. She had one thing to say that was real, but she doesn't know what's real, what's fake. And that has to be so disorienting and mm-hmm. so screwed. I mean, she's just I, I would have cracked along before <laughs> she has. Yeah. And so I, I don't think she's beyond the point of, of turning. And I, I agree with you. I think she will need to know who she is and then she can make that choice. And that will be her crossroads.
1: Do you think that – I know that a lot of people have talked about Mm -hmm. it. I even contemplated it because I contemplate, believe it or not, every theory, even as crazy as it may seem, seriously, even for 10 minutes, I do look against all the stuff. Do you think that Jennifer could be
0: a fake? Could be. Um, I mean, because we've certainly – with the fake siblings, that's definitely a possibility. Um, she's definitely disconnected, and she's been – we've talked about the fact that she went from mild-mannered bartender to manipulate, wet sack of clothes. But uh, she was not a wet sack of clothes. Um, <laughs> oh, shush, shush. <laughs> you guys should see Tessa's face. It's priceless right now. <laughs> but she went from, from mild-mannered bartender to – I mean, but I'm not sure she would be fake, particularly because Ian knew her. Ian Garvey knew her. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And we. Yeah, get, but we but, have a, a long history from her
1: from 1990 yes. up until the. So no, I don't placing, think that's possible. Yeah, that they. So that is not possible.
0: But I do think she is probably more than we were led to believe originally, because what I was going to say, and this still stands, even though the. Imposter. The Jennifer Imposter Theory is now gone. Um, but what what still stands is that she was introduced to us as this mild mannered individual, and since then, since she came and was able to kind of, you know, entrench herself in Liz's current life in this investigation, she's really been pushing and manipulating. She she's proven herself to be a very good manipulator, and Liz, like we talked about last time she said, you know, well, at least we've got family out of this because that's all she wants is family. And Jennifer says, that's not enough. And so, I mean, she and then turns around and produces a new piece of evidence to keep them on track. And so I really do, I mean, Liz was having second thoughts and she came and said, well, you know, oh, look, you know, we hit a dead end, at least we have each other. And I think Jennifer was manipulating on that, no, it's not enough. We have to have answers. And oh, look, here's this new piece of evidence to keep Liz on that trail. I will stick around. I will be your sister as long as we are doing this. That mm-hmm. is the the name of the game here. And so I do think she is a whole lot more than she was first presented as, which is par for the course for the blacklist. I would yeah. expect nothing less.
1: And I actually I, I, I don't really know if she is. Um, because you know that I think that Reddy's been Reddington for a long time. Whether there was another Reddington, I don't know. Or that was just like Legat uh, name invented in order to run operations. Maybe there were
0: two guys being... By well, the way... Um, I was going to say, that's that's sort of... I, there, there was something close to that. They were partners in my story, Breathe Again, against, uh, Breathe Again Beneath the Flames. They were partners. The man that he took the identity of of sorts mm-hmm. was a partner they were very they looked like brothers they were identical and so he took the last you know he he took the name when mm-hmm. he died to help
1: yeah protect, I, I, I honestly think that I mean the guy who was with Duke was him the guy who was um you know with Cooper was him it it just it it all goes back to 1985 84 that I can I can trace him. Now let me ask you something. This is the second time that says Rhett represent himself. This is time actually Rhett does represent himself. They said that in season one. And now again he says uh, we're both in the law. Your job is to uphold it. My my job is to break it. Do you think it's possible that Rhett went to the Naval Academy but not in counterintelligence, but maybe in law? Be interesting. It's it, it just, like, it's been bothering me since I first uh, heard that, that he represent himself, but then it turned out that he had Marvin Girard, and Marvin Girard was defending him. But, of course, Marvin Girard was a criminal attorney. But I just wonder, I mean, I just, the way that red speak is most akin to a lawyer speaking.
0: You yeah. You know, precise. I mean, part of that, I think, is, is Alan Shore from uh, Boston Legal. The, the James Boston was... Illegal. Isn't that? Is no it's called? Now they're calling
1: it Boston. This is Boston illegal. Because...
0: Well, I'm just saying that that uh, that James proved to be so good at that. I have not personally seen it, but I mean, I've heard it's a very good show. You um, sure? But uh, yeah, it's on the list. It's just not on any of my streaming streaming options, so I haven't had a chance to yet. Um, but. And so I, I honestly thought that it was a chance to kind of let him play at that, you know, and play up to that, and give his fans a nice nod, and and you know, it, it was fun. I mean, because it's Red, and I've had a lot of fun with Red representing himself. I mean, I've and actually way, been fond of him with it.
1: <laughs> John, uh, the Judge Wilkins
0: is so much falling for Red. <laughs> I, I mean, he's charming. That's part of the problem. Is he's so freaking charming? <laughs> it's, I I don't remember who it was. Somebody. And it's been probably been several people. the The kind of stuff that he's pulled since season, just since season one. You know, since we've the show was started. That if any, if they had cast pretty much anybody else in that role he wouldn't have been nearly as loved by the fans. Like, he wouldn't have gotten away with... Ne- but you have women out there that are just fawning over this man and treating Liz like the dirt beneath his feet because, well, it's Red. You know, and yelling at her for something she's done when Red has done that and more. But because he's... I mean, it's... James is freaking charming. I well, mean, you have it's, the same thing
1: with Tom. Tom does a you you're a warm red daze. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. What a wonderful thing he well, so like. Yeah. And so I mean it's it's and, and I'm not saying I mean Brian's very charming. I've I've met the man. He's incredibly charming in person. Um but James Spader is just in a league of his own with that. Um he's just in it, it's a vibe he gives. It's it's mm-hmm. incredible. And I, I don't think that ready I know that they. I'm trying to remember who they were looking at. They were looking at casting someone else for Red. Yeah, originally. Uh, Kiefer, Southernland, and I mean it would so not work. No, it would have been an entirely different show, and yeah, much darker. And no, James was James was the only option, <laughs> and it should have always been the only option. Did um, you
1: think about Tom when we found the people in the in the dining
0: chairs? Tom that seemed to spend so much time tied to the dining chair. Poor Tom. He got stabbed and shot and tied to things so often. Um, But we have a dog. We have a... Yeah, I didn't, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Tom tied to the chair and people around the dining chair. I was trying to um, figure out
0: what the guy was doing. He kept... Not only... I thought when he leaned the... You know, the the head was leaned back. I thought maybe the mouth fell open just in general with gravity, you know. But when he leaned... uh, V- Vanessa was that his name? Vanessa's uh, Van head back. He pulled the mouth open, and I have no idea why. Do you, do you have any idea? It was it was just eerie. Okay. So everybody
1: He's... was like that. Um, no, but the wife also... wasn't.
0: Huh? the wife. Yeah, wasn't. everybody had the mouth open. Wife didn't. Go back and look at he it. Wife did it not. When he did mm, that, no? I well, I think her mouth was closed when he walked in.
1: Well. Did you also remember Denver taking the liquid from solomon when they offer her? Do you have to take this, or you're. I thought about that scene too when they offer him that thing with the like. And the dog they killed the dog. I mean, that's wrong, people. No, no don't killing kill dogs. babies, no killing animals.
0: Yep, that's you can't come back from that. They did that to the to Kate, the dog Kate. They, yeah. they like to kill dogs. I guess I guess poor Hudson should count himself lucky that he just disappeared into the ether somewhere because at least he didn't die. I think he was another one of St. Regis. <laughs> he finished his job. Spy and dog. Left.
1: Spy dog. Yeah. yeah, he just left. That's why I prefer to think about it. Um, and anyway, thank you. I got a lot of my themes. There was a record playing for Grief. There was a uh, plenty plaid everywhere, especially with the whole Tim situation, and everybody was wearing plaid. Um,
0: it's, uh, yeah, they're they're all there. I, I thought it was. I mean, oh, oh, I had another thing before we jump too far into that. So, um, did, have we gone over the quote, the the fantasy quote? I don't think no. so. Um, so, very we touched on it briefly, um, but there was this beautiful quote in there. It was just it broke my heart. It said, uh, "You wanted a fan. You wanted the fantasy to be real. You wanted a family. I know what it's like to to be fooled by people you think are family." And I, I'm sure I, <laughs> I have my my uh, Tumblr so well blocked. You know, people blocked off. I haven't actually seen anything on this, and I don't. Delve into the blacklist uh, tag. Oh no, I would like some self-preservation of my sanity. I just won't do it. Um, but uh, when I when she, as soon as she said that I was like my I immediately went to oh the haters are gonna immediately go to Tom and that is very much meant for red. I actually just put together a set on Tumblr, putting uh, putting the mm. gifts together with the quote. And it just it breaks my heart because she want she wanted him to be her father. She wanted to overlook everything he'd done and to accept him for who he was and to work with him. And I mean, she early season five, she was so happy. and yep. and she trusted him, and she gave him her trust. and she feels like he just spit in her face with it. And that's one reason she's so angry. And yeah. it just, it it broke my heart to, to hear her say that. But it was so poignant. So well yeah. done. I but loved I think, that I quote. think it
1: was also meant to, to go back to, you know, the first key marriage, too. Because, yeah. I mean, even though at the end she realized that there was something real, which in this case it wouldn't have. I mean, no. that woman couldn't, I mean,
0: I she was I thought, so ready to get I thought for a moment the sister might have, uh, the, the fake sister was going to pause and be the voice of reason here. But because she kind of went, when they said, go get the pills, she said, they're in my room. And the guy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. motioned her over there, you know, with the gun. She, she seemed very hesitant, like, we're gonna just kill this guy right now, like this, you know? And she seemed she was She was the only one hesitant about the whole thing. Yeah. And kind of like it went further than she ever wanted it to go. And she just kept digging herself deeper yeah. and deeper with it. And so I thought maybe she would be the voice of reason there, but nope. Yeah. <laughs> she was not. <laughs> no, but it, it was interesting because
1: at the end, it, it reminded me that scene a bit of, you know, there he goes. And it's funny because... She's going to jail, but when the kid is born, he can reclaim the kid. And now he's yeah. going to have a family.
0: Yeah, I Even thought though about that, I... if Tim gets him. I, I yeah. hope so, and I hope that helps him grow up some, and that maybe he can... Of course, now he's he's mixed up with the criminals. And so, it. you know, who knows if he's going to cut ties with them, and it was just a one-time deal, or if he's now running his whatever... Oh, yeah. Or maybe you know, sketchy he has empire. a knack
1: for things, yeah. I mean, obviously, the father had it. So, yeah. you know, like father, like son. Maybe. I mean, um, who knows, but we'll see He again. was already a small-time criminal, just like Liz was a small-time criminal. He when... really
0: wasn't a small-time criminal. He was in jail for getting into a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, but small and for,
1: you know, yeah. doing small things. But there was... Uh, I, I thought that definitely there was there, there was a little bit of going back to, to Liz and Tom in the beginning.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it's I think that w- what people tend to forget about Liz is, Liz has everything that she has believed has been turned upside down. Again and, also, and again and
0: again. And,
1: and everything, and people tend to forget when they start with they hate hating Jennifer, is that Jennifer has had the same exact same happen to her. Because... She knew that her mother had met this guy and obviously knew who she was so either either they'd been hiding for a for for a lie or she knew that this guy was not her father and didn't come for her so either way, she knew that her mother had lied to her her entire life. her father goes around saving the sister and having this great time with her and meanwhile she's what chop liver,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, there was no good know. answer for her.
1: No, she, there is there is no way that she can come out of this and say, well, they did this, unless they sit down with them and explain what happened. All these two women have is a rage of being lied to their entire lives.
0: Which is not... I mean, how can you blame them? I mean, I know a lot of people in the fandom do, but, like, I look at that and go, I get it. I mean... Like I, like I said earlier, I would have broken a lot earlier than Liz, I think. And
1: especially when, when you take into consideration... I mean, Liz doesn't know this, but fans do. They know that the reason why Rhett can't tell the truth to Liz is that he doesn't know. It's not like, oh, there is so much danger or uh, this could happen. No. Why can't you tell her the truth? Why can't you be honest? I oh. don't know.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That... You know, you wanna, I don't know how to say it. In season 1 it was I don't know how to say it. You you want to know the turning point for me with Red was that. It, it was not actually 508. It was Yeah, that was, 508. Oh, it was was that Okay, so it was. It was but it wasn't Tom dying. That was not the turning point for me with Red. It was the moment that he said I don't know. I you know, I'm keeping the secret and I don't know why. And so it made it to me up until that point, I had, I had always given him the benefit of the doubt. With whatever it is, there is this massive thing looming, and he's just doing his best to protect her in any way he knows how. He's doing it badly. He keeps putting her in danger. He keeps screwing up. It's he's not doing it well, but he's doing the best he can. Give the man a gold star, and then that happened, and I went, well, never mind. <laughs> I guess you're just an ass. And we
1: had had, I mean, that was not just something thrown out in there. In season one, Tom said, and Dembe said, you have to tell her about Tom and you do that by telling her everything. And um, I don't know how to do that. And And then he left, he had a letter for her with a caretaker in season three. And, and that was if something happened to him. And then, and he's also told Dom. Yeah. He said to Dom, you have to go find her and tell her who you are. So, it's not that
0: he, it's literally, he doesn't know how to tell her. He's protecting and, himself. That's all. And that's, that's what fear frustrates me. It's or
1: shame or a combination of the above, because mm-hmm. those are the only things that will
0: make it okay for her to know once he's dead, but not while he's living. He is protecting himself. And that that's what turned me against Red. Because like I've said, he and Wrestler used to bounce back and forth for me for my second favorite. Liz has taken a baseball bat to and you know shoved him out of the way. Red, not Ress. I still love Ress. Um, but I just it's to me that is just horrifying to see. You know, I I just, I I don't, and it may go back to James's charm, that I just, I expected and wanted more from him.
1: Yeah, I I also think there is something in that, in that saving the soul. What would make you lose your soul? Well,
0: if you die dishonestly. I mean, it's that idea, you know, that if you die without confessing your sins. I I don't, I don't know, is that a, I I know that's uh, Catholicism, but is it? I don't. I mean, I don't even know. Does does Red have a religion? Does he follow anything? No, he doesn't. Uh, you because know my he, theory. He's Russian Orthodox. Well, is, might be, uh, or at least you know, um, you know, traditionally. Um, but but he made the comment one time that if he'd have to believe in if he believed in God, he'd have to believe in something bigger than himself, and he couldn't do that or something like that. Yeah, but but it's it's
1: not just what Red thinks because it's what Dembe thinks.
0: Yeah, and so. He I, he he I did like the so Did you see a little bit of the parallel between Anslow uh, Garrick and this episode with the Dembe coming to the to the cage? And uh,
1: oh, I missed that one. That mm, was so good. I
0: did. <sighs> I did see it. Reminds me, I need to make that set. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I mean, it wasn't obviously Dembe didn't have a gun to his head, thankfully, but. I, I just thought about it with the prayer that they were praying together, mm-hmm. and him coming as the uh, as the spiritual advisor. Yeah, it just it was it was a very spiritual sort of moment in there.
1: The the one thing is when when Red described what Dembe why Demba stayed with him, he said that I was an angrier. Uh, I didn't believe that that there was any real love or loyalty uh, or friendship. So he had felt betrayed. And in that spirit of betrayal, he did something. And I think he's ashamed of that something he Mm -hmm. did. And that has to do with Katrina. That's what I think that he sent her away.
0: Be interesting. I I hope we find out. I'm still waiting for... I still think she'll show up eventually.
1: Oh, unless, yeah, I know you don't believe in that. but unless she is, we, we have met her and she faked her death again. <laughs> but we are definitely seeing something a lot more of Katrina and Liz. I mean she's every every episode she looks a little more manipulative, less caring about who she hurts.
0: And Okay, here's a question for you. Do you believe her worry for Red in, in jail, in prison, and the tears and the remorse, even though she's not admitting it, you know, that she seems to be very distraught over that? Do you believe that or do you think it's an act?
1: I think it is part and part. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there is a... I don't think that she thought things through um, I honestly think that that Jennifer was the one who did it because he, he was saying to Jennifer like how much, you know how easy it is to evade you know the FBI and American justice. Here goes Jennifer and says, Oh really? you didn't come back for me because there were all this cabal people and weird stuff, but now you're good because you're just against that. Yeah, let me show you something.
0: <laughs> Well, the thing is that Liz made the comment when they were drinking in her apartment that she was the one that turned them in that turned him in. um now that could it could be Jennifer's voice on on the recording yes. because even if she told Jennifer where to find them, you know, and we do have that that clip from when they and I thought it was supposed to be for the next episode. Uh, after the first episode, but they do that, um, that, you know, this season on the blacklist sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And we saw Jennifer being led out of an apartment, beaten and bloodied and, and led away by people. And so I do wonder hey, if when she-, she
1: was beaten and bloodied, she was in, led away. She was fine. Then that was, a, that's, those are two different scenes. There's one where she's being led by gu- guys in like, oh, in like okay. riot team and, and like full like body suits and, and the, and, and, uh, Kevlar vests. Is this the preview? I have a picture in my website, and then there is another that she has, but that was just from her, I'll from her to... Instagram, and I don't know if even if. No, because no, she I'll... was working on two shows. I'll, I'll have
0: time. to. I'll have to go. Uh... Yeah, because she's also doing the purge. Um, but I'll have to show you the the video. I'll have to find it and show you. But she was being led out of an apartment and stuff. This was on the with black two people.
1: people, and she seemed to have like her hands tied or yeah. something.
0: and so was... I do wonder if she's the one that. Uh... Whose voice Hopefully. is on the, is on, and that Liz is more worried for her than for herself right now. Because I, I think that Liz is aware that Red would not kill her. You know, I, I don't think that she would think, but she's already stated that she knows that there's a good chance he would kill Jennifer.
1: Yeah, I, and I think that that is, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, the situation they're creating is very complex. I just wish that they got there faster. Because I I worry all the time that they are banking on a seventh season, and then they get canceled, and we are left with nothing. And that would really piss me off.
0: Oh, I would be so angry. And I, oh, gosh. No, I honestly, I, and this is, I don't know this for sure, but I would like to think that NBC would give them enough of a heads up. And that also that the, the Johns are a, aware enough with the ratings and have good advisors to start gearing something a certain direction. I hope so. I mean, these guys are all professionals. They know the industry. They know what they're doing. And so, I mean, while you can't make a definite prediction and you always, you know, they're, they're always going to hope they get another season because otherwise everybody's looking for a job. I mean, I get mm-hmm. that, but it's also a very up in the air sort of industry in which you're you know, you never know. And um, so I I would hope that that there's enough information that they have available to them, whether it's from the network, whether it's from, you know, what have you that they they've got a good idea. And so, you know, whether they've got whether six is it or they have a half season, I, I can't see them getting a whole full seventh season having gotten the way
1: they're stretching these things
0: i mean having gotten shoved back like they did and i mean we had a nine-month hiatus and then got put on friday nights on nbc i mean that wasn't a good thing had like six six can of facts and i mean
1: there was great episodes but they all felt like so you're stretching this so thin it's like a wafer by now.
0: They've always they've always had pacing trouble, but this is it's been bad lately. Um, and I, I have a feeling that I, I know
1: why is that because once they reveal one of the facts, everything is gonna fall into place. It's like when you're assembling a puzzle and you got like pieces here, pieces here and there. Pieces are kind of half assembled, but you cannot not know what picture you're seeing because you're missing the connecting piece. And once you put one of those connecting pieces and you see, and you put two or three pieces together with that connecting piece, suddenly you know where you're looking at.
0: Yeah. And so hopefully though, I mean, we're, we're six, no, five, five episodes in. So, I mean, out of a 22 episode season, I mean, I think a lot of it is our brains are immediately going, but we're in the spring. So we should be, you know, spring season, we should be further along than this, but it's really five episodes in. Yeah, so, it's like I know that my brain's had trouble adjusting to to just straight through. Mine season. doesn't. Mine sees five episodes, three canon facts.
1: You know, I'm missing at least two. Yeah, I mean, we'll give see. me at least one and be okay.
0: We'll see. I mean i I expected more out of this season. Um, for that reason, I expected more mm-hmm. mythology. So we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, I think it wrapped up. We are wrapped up
1: in here.
0: Yep. So you guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, and you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Until next See time. You next week. Oh, and um, well, maybe not next week because I yes. will actually be in New York. So uh, keep an eye out on Facebook and Tumblr, and because Tessa and I are going to be in the same vicinity for you know. Real time. So maybe we'll make a video <laughs> like we did last Yay, time. We'll uh,
1: record an episode um, yeah. or at least a very short thing in yep. which we talk about.
0: Yes. All right. You guys have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye.